foolish mortals to awful neutral. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Today we'll be playing a very special game. Uh, it's a version of Boss Dragons and Scrambled Eggs, the Frasier RPG, created by Mike Rosenthal. But we've renamed it a little bit and we're calling it Hell Frasier. Let's go ahead and introduce the cast and who they will be playing today. We'll start out with you, Damien Mercado. Who are you playing? I'll be playing Daphne Moon. Oh, I am Mr. Crane's personal therapist, and I'm a bit of a psychic. A bit of a psychic. And uh, what god do you worship there, Daphne? I'm a Jungian. Oh, I know Dr. Crane says it's pronounced Jungian, but I see a J and I'm pronouncing a J. Plus, I only picked it because the god is represented by an owl, and that makes me <laughs> think of moons, which is my last name. Very, very good. And Caleb Cleveland, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and who are you are playing? Yes, well, I am Harvard-trained psychiatrist, Dr. Fraser Crane, who is uh, returning to my hometown of Seattle uh, in the suburb of Duke's Court. Yes, that's right. This is an actual D&D podcast uh, following the end of my marriage uh, and my married life in Boston. I am uh, a celebrated uh, on-air celebrity. Uh, and uh, trying with my brother to find acceptance into Le Seattle. I do have to make an apology for uh, Daphne, however. She did not attend higher education, I believe. Uh, she learned about Jung in a sausage press in Cumberland, so that's why she pronounces it that way. It's where me physical therapy school was. Uh, you squeezed a lot of sausage up there, I heard, so yes, I would imagine that. We moons are great with our hands. Let's get into the next character. That'll be Jesse Egan. Why don't you tell us who you're playing? Uh, yeah, hi. Um, I am Martin Crane and his dog, Eddie. Speak up, Eddie. I'm a army veteran, retired police detective. I got a bad hip. And what god do you worship there, Martin? His name is Jesus. No, is a uh, Freud, Sigmund Freud. I think we're all... Uh, at the mercy of uh, hidden passions, or something like that. And Frazier, I forgot to ask you. Uh, I know your dad is a Freudian. What about you? What are you? What's your god? Well, I'm going to have to uh, corral my psychiatry into the realm of the behaviorists. I uh, believe, uh, you know, more in the moral compass of uh, society and uh, stimuli and uh, cause and effect, all that bullshit. Very good. And we'll have uh, two special guest players here that are not uh, some of our normal cast members. The first one is going to be Lauren. Why don't you tell us who you're playing and uh, your god? Hello. I will be playing Roz. She is Frasier's radio producer. And like Martin, she is also a Freudian. And she's all about the guys. So I will be harnessing that. She was my favorite character of, of the two episodes that I have watched of Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Roz. Well, I can't wait for you to get that dick. And with that, we'll go to the <laughs> next 
special cast member, Groobs. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you're playing? I'll be playing Dr. Niles Crane, Fraser's younger, better looking, and smarter brother. Ooh, coming in with the sick burns already. Your uh, your mic's not uh, not working there, Niles. Uh, you mispronounced pedantic and neurotic. But other than that, you're, everything else is, came through crystal clear. <laughs> and Niles, uh, what god are you worshipping? I'm a Jungian, unlike those Freudian mama's boys. Again, it's just noise. I just get snows. Anybody else just getting static when he talks? Be nice to your brother, Dr. Crane. And now that we have our cast of characters, let's get into the rules for the listeners. So this is a simple game based off the D10 mechanics. They'll be rolling D10s and adding their modifiers to it. Some of their rolls, they'll get to uh, roll two to up to sometimes five d10s and get to keep a certain number of those. In this game, with the d10s, they can still critically hit, critically miss. A lot of the difficulties on the rolls are going to be based off their social interactions or whatever they're doing. They can go all the way from medium to an audacious check, which pretty much requires a critical hit in order to do. The characters have different stats such as strength, dexterity, charisma, Intelligence, that's going to be their high society view of the world and how involved they are in high society. Wisdom, that's how involved they are in their knowledge of uh, lower society. And obviously wealth, they will use all these roles uh, based on their actions to determine the outcome of the game. One other thing that they also have to worry about is their reputation. The group starts out with 50 reputation. The more reputation they gain, the more it benefits them. They get to add numbers to roles. The more reputation they lose... Uh, eventually it starts to subtract numbers from their rules. They can they can do certain things to gain reputation though, such as a dignified act, you know, putting a, a napkin properly on your lap before eating, using the correct fork when they be, begin their meal. They can also gain plus five doing a dignified act by sacrificing themselves for one of their fellow cast members. They can also deliver a saucy innuendo or maybe a smart pun to gain plus one to their reputation, but we have had some bad trouble with puns on this show, so if it, it's not smart, it's not saucy, it's not intellectual at all, you're, you're gonna suffer some reputation loss on that one. And then obviously, you can always increase your reputation in this world by referencing some high culture, you know? Can you tell the difference between a, a Manet and a, and a Manet, you know? Joe's been a strict pun judge. The showrunner for this game, uh, just in full, full disclosure, uh, when it comes to puns, he hurts us. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know you've probably heard the Call of Cthulhu episodes. Uh, this is probably this is this is a shock to all of us players that we can actually reap rewards because we're all in like I, I know that I am sort of still in shock uh, about hearing about this, and I I don't I'm not sure about if I'm going to play the game right. <laughs> if it's anything like the other game, if you have a bad pun, he'll have a swarm of crickets yeah. kill you. I'm new here, so just to test the waters, would a pun like, uh, show me the Monet, like the painter, would that be good or bad? That sounds good to me. I'll take, that's possible. It sounds good. I mean, it all depends on context okay. at some point, though, right? Yeah, so keep, holster that one, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> keep that in my back pocket. Niles, I'm just, I'm always... just here to tell you I'll never be proud of you. So just, uh, <laughs> so I, if you're looking for praise from me, you're, you know, you're barking up the wrong tree. And then the only other new concept for us to really uh, worry about for you listeners is religion. And that's why I had the players kind of pick a god at the beginning of the game and tell us which one they picked. But that'll only really affect them. 
should they die, which is a very real possibility in this game. There are some intriguing encounters where things can happen. Dr. Young protects me. I'm a behaviorist, which means that I worship Watson. He's also personified in canon on this show as a giant disembodied head that is uh, informed by the rats that dwell within it. Why wouldn't you worship that? Well, I have been to Harvard, so it was the only one that made sense. Oxford too, Doctor. We refer to that as Clown College in uh, Harvard, but uh, <laughs> other than that, you're, you're right. I have been there. I had to buy my shoes somewhere. Oxford's. Does that count as a pun? You were, you know, you can make as many shitty puns as you want as before we introduce the episode. But once we start introducing things and get into it, it's going to start affecting you. Get them all yeah, out of your system. Fire them all off. <laughs> so, as we begin this episode, we are zoomed into the town of Duke's Court in the grand scheme of Sostagaria. Even further zoomed in, we go to the northwestern section of Duke's Court to a small suburb for high-class and rich society called Seattle. Uh, we open on Fraser's apartment in the evening. The living room dining table is smartly decorated with flowers and cloth napkins. The inviting aromas of Chef Celeste's celebrated cooking wafts in from the kitchen. Thank you, Celeste. This is no ordinary dinner. Frazier is hosting Seattle Art Board member Carl Rhino Privilegington and his wife, <laughs> Allison Privilegington. Of the Newport Privilegingtons? <laughs> yes, as of the Newport Privilegington family. Oh, you've listened to our podcast, have you? <laughs> Wonderful. As a founder of the Safari Club, Rhino does not go anywhere without his hunting rifle and his mean temper. Allison, as equally bold and twice as seductive, is often seen cavorting with Seattle's elite while Rhino's on his big game hunts on other continents. Frazier and Niles must win over the couple with their dinner party if they are to secure a vote for their induction into the legendary Seattle Arts Board. However, before this evening began, Frazier and Niles have dishonorably insulted Daphne and the other characters implying they would only ruin the events if they were invited. To maintain peace among friends, Fraser and Niles have reluctantly invited them all to join the dinner. And finally, in addition to these unexpected dinner guests, Fraser's master bathroom won't be operating. He's expecting a plumber to arrive and depart hopefully before Rhino and Allison make their appearance. Fraser's apartment has a central living room with an exit door open to the hallway, and a door opening to the guest bathroom to the southwest. Adjacent to the living room, eastward is the kitchen, inside of which characters cannot be seen or heard from from the living room. North of the living room is the balcony with a sliding glass door with a view of beautiful downtown Seattle. There are two wings to the east and the west. The west is Fraser's room and master bedroom along with Martin's room and a smaller bathroom. The east wing contains Daphne's room and a bathroom. You guys are all sitting in the living room of Fraser's apartment, talking, cavorting, trying to figure out where everyone should sit so especially you, Fraser and Niles, can get the best chance to make a good impression with Rhino and Allison. They have not yet arrived. The only people are here are you five, uh, Eddie the dog, and Celeste is in the kitchen uh, preparing a meal. Don't think Daphne and I have forgiven you, Fraser. 
I didn't even want to come to this hoity-toity party anyway. But now that you said that there's a plumber coming, let's just say I haven't had a date in a while. And from my experience, they're very good with their hands. When's he getting here anyway? That's the trouble, Roz. We don't know exactly when he will uh, arrive exactly, but hopefully it'll be before uh, Rhino and Allison arrive. So uh, hopefully all of uh, the unpleasantries will be dispensed of uh, before the action can begin. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm near the door when the plumber arrives. I think he'll need some help. You just want to get a look at those muscly arms, don't you, Ross? Yeah, stay away from him, Daphne. He's mine. Oh, all yours. I want to be by that door, too, because I got a tiny bladder, and I got to go to the bathroom as soon as that (laughs) plumber is done. Now, Dad, you know very well that the other uh, bathroom works perfectly well. Forgot about the other one, Freddy. You can always use, well, it's in Daphne's room, and you could always, uh, I'm sure Daphne won't mind. It's really just a, it's a shoe that she just uses. So other than that, it's just. (laughs) Daphne, can I pee in your shoe? (laughs) Absolutely not. Dr. Crane, don't think you're out of hot water. We know the only reason you invited us to this little party was because you realized how rude you were. If it wasn't for Dr. Niles and the diamond necklace that he got me as an apology, I think I'd be too upset to be here. Niles, are you spending more money than you can afford to these days again? Oh, I can quite afford it, Frasier. Well, thank Mrs. Crane for me. Who? Oh, yes, my Maris. He's <laughs> got that Maris money. Where is Maris tonight? Oh, she she had a terrible case of uh, she didn't want to be here, Itis. Uh, oh, dreadful. I only wish that it was as catching as it sounds, uh, <laughs> since I really wish that uh, most of the people here were coming down with it. It sounds like it's a, it could possibly be a pandemic. You might want to wipe your hands. Do you mean wash your hands or just wipe them? That's gross. <laughs> gross, Fridge. You gotta wash. You gotta wash for at least how many seconds? What does the CDC say? Uh, as long as it takes to sing the happy birthday song. Thank you. Right. Happy birthday to my clean hands. I need to wash my hands is what I'm saying. When is that plumber getting here? Uh, eventually, eventually. Uh, Celeste, uh, he, uh, Fraser grabs his, uh, uh, his wine glass and sort of, and, you know, pirouettes around the living room, eventually winding up in front of the kitchen. Celeste, what are we going to be enjoying tonight? I, your food smells amazing. Oh my god. Dr. Frazier Crane, what is that or that odor? That stinky, stinky odor? Is that a cheap perfume? A discount aftershave? This noxious fragrance is clashing with my flavors. I cannot have it. Get rid of it now or I leave at once. It might be Eddie. It's not Eddie. Fraser is going to try to identify the uh, the offending odor. Uh, do I have to roll something for that? Yes, go ahead and give me a wisdom check. So roll a d10 and add your wisdom modifier. All right, so I roll a d10. You got a three. Yes. Yeah, you're smelling it. You can smell this foul odor as well, but you do not know where it's coming from. And quite honest, you think it might actually be coming from you. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, Fraser immediately, like, his lips, like, suck inward in just pure agonizing embarrassment. His forehead just lightly turns beet red. He looks back to the room. Dad, I, uh, have you taken, uh, Eddie for, for a walk? Uh, 
Well, no, I've been waiting for this plumber. But Eddie has been barking at this stench. Uh, it's funky in here. I, uh, I, 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 I don't smell, I don't smell anything. Anybody else, uh, smell anything? Yeah, can we roll to, to see? Uh, what are you attempting to do? Find out the source of the smell? If, if we can or... smell, yes. Yeah, go ahead and attempt to roll a wisdom check to see if you can find the source of the smell. Ooh, I rolled a ten. That's a double, right? Uh, that's a crit. Yeah. Yay, yay. I know exactly where that stink is coming from. <laughs> uh, you guys... With your critical success there, Martin, you, before anyone else, recognize the scent is coming from Fraser's jacket. It seems that he's possibly got some unknown liquid on there, some cheap perfume or something similar. Fraser, it, it smells like a, a, a French lady's... Uh, well, it's something on your jacket. It's not Eddie. It's... It's a cheap perfume. Where have you been, son? Dr. Crane. Father, as well as you well know, I, I've i been to Harvard, so that's that's where I've been. As far as this stench goes, oh, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I haven't smelled something so right since your last show, Fraser. Uh, Fraser, go ahead and make a hard charisma roll to attempt to... Dissuade Celeste that the smell's not coming from you. Oh, God. Okay, good. That's a 3K one on Fraser. I get, uh, which means I get to roll three times. Is that correct? Yeah, keep the roll three times and keep the highest. Does it hurt his roll that I'm standing there yelling, um, there's perfume on your jacket? <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, it hurts more than my roll. <laughs> uh, that, that is... That. <laughs> that is why it is a, a hard roll. Fine. Roll two more times your, your D10. Are you sure? Because I just rolled a one, and uh, I think I might be in danger of breaking the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of already have, oh, but wonderful. we're working on refixing that. <laughs> Fantastic. That does not surprise me. Uh, so that's another eight and another one. So uh, that's an eight, I guess. Yes, we will call that an eight. With that, you do not succeed in dissuading Celeste. Celeste walks up to you. Monsieur Crane, it seems your father is right. The smell is is coming from you. I demand you shower now, or I will leave the apartment and not cook the meal. But I... But Celeste, I simply can't shower the... the, I'm turning into friggin' Christopher Walken. Hold on a second. (laughs) Shower? I, no, stop. Stop that. Uh, but Celeste, I simply can't shower right now. The, the the plumber hasn't been here. My bathroom doesn't work. It's either this or Daphne's boot, and I simply refuse to go into Daphne's room. This is not my problem. I will not have your stinky odor clashing with my fantastic meal. Oh, God. I have to find the source of this stench. And with that, he uh, takes off his jacket... Uh, immediately begins smelling his pits. He smell, yeah. He, he does his best to like double his neck to, over to smell his neck. Ross, Ross, get over here. I, I, help me find out where this smell is coming from. Fraser, it's definitely you. Fraser freezes and like does a long, slow turn over towards Roz, and just says, "Help me bring your nose over here, Roz. Bring bring your schnoz, Roz, <laughs> and and uh, I and I want you to identify the source of my stink." Frasier. Please, time is of the essence, Roz. 
I'm your radio producer. I am not your stench sniffer. Oh, bloody hell. Just do it, Roz. <laughs> so Roz takes his jacket from him because she thinks that's where the smell is coming from and just throws it over the balcony. <laughs> uh, Fraser, do you resist this at all? Uh, I don't resist her taking off my jacket, but when she goes over to the balcony, I'm like, Roz, 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 Roz! And eventually just like becomes like this cascade of just louder Roz's uh, <laughs> until... Until eventually she like tosses it over. Uh, I do. I I will try to run and stop and see if I can catch it. Go ahead and give me a dexterity check. Oh, that's fantastic because I only have two in dexterity. That should be wonderful. Uh, D ten and then add two. Please don't fall over the balcony and ruin the episode. I'll. Tr- <laughs> no promises. Careful, Doctor Nine. I just rolled a nine. A nine. Uh, yeah, with easy enough, you go and you run in outside, you catch the just the tip of the jacket and it's hanging off over the balcony, but unfortunately, so are you. You're over the railing, kind of holding on, trying to balance there. You're maintaining your balance for now, but you have the jacket. Ross, save me! This is Normani! I can't, I can't let this drop! Frazier, just let go of the jacket! I can't let go, Ross! I can't! There's a plumber coming! <laughs> From inside, you guys hear Celeste. Oh, the the source of the odor is gone. I, I cannot. I can go on with my cooking. There will be no further problems as long as the stench is no longer inside the apartment. Excellent, <clears throat> Doctor Craig. The problem solved. He can no longer smell. And then Daphne looks outside and sees what's happening. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> and she goes to help. Can she do like a strength roll to pull him up? Yes. Go ahead. I swear, you crane boys. Use, use your massive farm hands to pull me away from gravity's fearsome pull. <laughs> farm hands sound like such an insult for some reason. I grew up on the streets of Sussex, and I rolled a natural 10, so I rolled a quit. So, yes, you're right, I do have very strong hands. Farm hands. Uh, yes, you feel, Fraser, the power of Daphne as she definitely runs over there, grabs you by the back of your belt, and with ease pulls you back over the edge of the balcony, and now you're all three of you, you, Rosin, and Daphne are out there. Learn that technique keeping me farthest from the pub. Yes, that's, uh, no, that I, I'm well aware, and uh, I know how strong your forearms can be after years of playing billiards. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for, for saving my life and life of my jacket, which was a uh, perilously close disaster, no thanks to you, Roz. Oh, that thing reeks of rubbish. What is this smell? It smells like the perfumes my dad had on his collar coming home many nights. Really? Played by Brian Cox. <laughs> Daphne, all of a sudden you are beginning to feel a pain in your head. Feel one of your premonitions coming on. Can you roll a d10 for me? Feeling a bit of one of my psychic visions coming on. Don't laugh, Dr. Fraser, because I rolled a 7. Yeah, with that, you can feel a dark and ominous force approaching the front door. Dr. Crane, something evil this way comes. I would never laugh at the uneducated uh, Daphne. They are 80% of my audience. (laughs) Fraser, just then the doorbell rings. I'll get it. Uh, uh, thank you very much. I, apparently, I am uh, confined to the balcony. <laughs> oh, what a predicament. I wouldn't go inside with that jacket. 
The doorbell continues to ring over and over Daphne, and over again. Daphne, please, uh, can you please, someone, Eddie's please get the door? wildly. Dad, would you please get that dog out of here? Please, right now, please, right now. He's gotta go to the bathroom. Hold on, Martin, Eddie, something evil's behind this door. Everybody get your weapons. And she carries her holy symbol to Young and swings the door up. Uh, expecting the plumber as probably the only person to arrive at this point, it... Of course it would be the only person to arrive. It's, it would be disastrous if it were anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser, there in the doorway, you see your agent, B.B. Glazier. I thought I smelled brimstone. B.B., <laughs> uh, what are you doing here? Now, there's my star, my prince of radio, darling Fraser Crane. Lovely apartment. Mind if I drop in? As she barges her way into your apartment. He, uh, Fraser presses his face up against the glass of the, of the uh, balconies. Please, make yourself at home. He shouts from outside. <laughs> I shout from outside through the glass. <laughs> wow, what, what lovely decor you have in here, Dr. Crane. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, the aromas from that meal. Delectable. Ah, yes, a lovely meal that we're uh, going to be enjoying here very shortly. Baby, what can I, uh, what can I do to... Uh, I wasn't expecting you. She just breaks down in tears in the middle of the living room. Everyone give me a charisma check uh, as she begins crying. Did somebody throw holy water on her? <laughs> no, Daphne, nobody threw holy water. She's my agent, otherwise she would dissolve. Dr. Crane, just come inside. Wait a minute, Daphne, are you suggesting I can come back inside simply without my jacket? Let me draw you a nice warm bath, Dr. Crane. Well, it's it's not quite Fraser time yet, but uh, <laughs> but the plumber hasn't come, and I you couldn't draw a happy face, to be honest with you, uh, Daphne. But Doctor Crane, <laughs> let's uh, Roz. Is the is the stench just coming from my jacket, or is it actually coming from me? I think you should change your whole outfit at this point, Doctor Crane. Do I stink, Roz? Do I stink? Is that, are you, I'm just asking you. Full stop. You smell <laughs> like you've been in a brothel, Fraser. <laughs> Dad, butt out of this. Just my jacket. Okay, fine, 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 fine. I'll leave my jacket out here. My ensemble will be utterly ruined, but that's just the price that I shall have to pay. I want Daphne to take off one of the lighter jackets she has, so now her shoulders are exposed. Niles, come smell my neck. See if your brother's stench rubbed off on me. Do I have to roll to a faint with shock? <laughs> uh, no, if that's what your choice is to, to faint in the middle of the living room, you're more than welcome okay, to. Okay, yeah, let's let's go with that. Niles takes two steps towards Daphne and just passes out in the middle of the living room next to the dining room table. Niles! Dr. Crane, are you okay? <sighs> and I, I nuzzle him between my bosoms and like I'm slapping his face. Dr. Crane! Dr. Crane! As Eddie is licking him. Your brother's his anemia. He's passed out again. Oh, dear. Well, this this happens with Niles. He, he is very sensitive, as you well know. I try to revive him. Can I revive him? No, let Eddie revive him. <laughs> Eddie, revive him! Are we doing the classic, uh, the dog's licking my face, yeah. and I wake up thinking, okay, yeah. Oh, I, I just had the most wonderful dream. And you were there? And you were there? <laughs> <laughs> it's at this point you still have a person crying in the middle of the living room. Niles begins to get licked in the face by Eddie and slowly begins to come back to consciousness. Why are you crying? What's what's wrong? BB, is that your name? Let me console you. Dad, you know you know my agent very well. This is BB Glazer. I rolled a five for my charisma roll. Uh, what uh 
Tell me what's wrong. She stands up and gives Martin a caress on his face. Thank you, my handsome old man. You're the best person who could have ever saved me. Frasier, it's it's my smoking. My fiance detests it. Did you drive here on a moped? <laughs> Did you drive here on a moped? Answer the question, baby. No, I've never seen myself driven around on some low-class item like that. I figure she'd prefer the broomstick. You sh- shut up, you. Go go sleep on the floor some more, you. <laughs> Frasier, it's my smoking. My fiance detested won't marry me unless I kick the habit tonight. I can't lose him. I just can't. I'll never find a man with such a beautiful, beautiful bank account. Uh, just look at this ring. See it? Oh, wow. <laughs> the diamond is massive. Well, baby, they they are uh, extraordinary rings, uh, baby. I, uh... Uh, how exactly are you in, but never mind the rings right now. Are you, in fact, in love with your fiancé? Oh, Fraser, won't you help me? Please help me. <laughs> of course you will. My fiancé is your boss. Big Willie Boone. Big Willie, wait a minute, Big Willie? You mean the man who owns our radio station? Yes, yes, of course. I know you're going to help me. I wouldn't want you to get fired, would you? Then I'd have to look for a whole new job for you. I forgot to say, Big Fraser, because you were the source of that stench, you guys lose five reputation. Very well, BB. I will help you beat the addictive monkey that is cigarette smoking. However, I'm going to need something in return. You kill me? You're the best, Fraser. You're the best, you good, sweet, honest man. And with that, she takes out a cigarette and begins smoking it. You guys hear an ominous voice in all of your guys' head. Five. Five. And as she continues to smoke. Four. Okay, Fraser immediately, like, slaps the cigarette from her hand. I'll say that happens with the four. Go ahead and give me a dexterity check to slap the cigarette out of her hands. Did anybody else hear a countdown? I certainly did. I rolled a five. Yeah, with that, you're able to quickly slap it out of her hands. It falls to the ground. Oh, thank you, Fraser. Thank you so much. What, what, what is that favor that, 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 that I owe you? To please tell me I'll, I'll help you with anything. You are going to go straight to Big Willie after I cure you of this interminable disease, and you are going to get my sh- TV show syndicated. Isn't that right? Roz. Yeah, and maybe I need a sexy male assistant. I mean, a, an assistant to help me, you know, with my producing needs. Hey, Daphne, uh, did you used to be a smoker? Ah, yes, was a smoker before I crossed the pond. One day I decided I didn't want to smoke anymore, had me last cigarette, and haven't smoked one since. Good for you, Daphne. See, baby? Remarkable, isn't it? That could be you. Is that moon willpower? Well, good for you. Eddie on the map is, uh... Baby, tell us about that countdown. You can't move Eddie the dog. Only Jesse can move Eddie the dog. God, let me move Eddie. Damn it. I also quit smoking. You know that. I used to be a smoker. That's right, Dad. You did used to be a smoker. I quit smoking. In that pathetic little house that we lived in. That's right. I I used to qu- I used to smoke to cure my insomnia. I would get up in the middle of the night and uh, have a tall water glass full of whiskey and a cigarette, and it put me right to sleep. In the morning, I'd have a horrible headache. I don't know. That's why I quit smoking. (laughs) Not too unlike Mr. Moon. Fraser pauses for the canned laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Just as the audience finishes laughing, the (laughs) smell of smoke wafts into the kitchen. 
and you see a knife fly out and slam into the wall next to your head, Dr. Fraser. Smoking next to my cuisine? You do not care about flavor, Moshe Cream. I am not about to have my cuisine tarnished by this chimney stack. And she grabs her stuff and storms out through the front door. No, wait, 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 Celeste, Celeste, you misunderstood. She's not going to be smoking in here. No, no, wait. come back, please, come back. Oh, dear. She completely ignores you and leaves through the front door of the apartment. You you have to do what I say, don't you remember? I, I, I'm Fraser Crane. What are you doing? You're leaving me in the literally... Oh, fuck. <laughs> do you say that in front of everybody? No, 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 that would get us fined by the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do not lose any reputation since you did this out in the hallway with nobody listening. Fine, fine, fine. But you soon return to the inside of the apartment, and just as you do, the doorbell rings again. I was literally just outside. Who possibly could that be? And here I am without a toilet to drown myself in. Fraser immediately whips around. Please let it be the plumber. Please. Please. It is the plumber. He's hunched over. Yes! With a cape and an iron mask over his face. Oh, thank Watson in the depths of the abyss. He carries a toolbox and an emerald wrench. It's a fancy wrench. Hello, hello. Oh, I'm here to fix uh, the, the pipes there. Uh, well... Yeah, you are. Uh, <clears throat> Roz. So again, I'm, I'm here to clean the pipes and fix the pipes. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes, the bathroom's right here. Uh, please excuse the uh, the smoke and the, the stench and the uh, delicious smells coming from the kitchen. Uh, we're expecting guests. Daphne, as this masked figure enters the room, go ahead and give me a wisdom check. Does Eddie uh, react in any way? Or if I, do I have control over Eddie's mind? or like does... You have control of Eddie. What are you trying to have Eddie do? I mean, does Eddie sense evil? Does he have any senses that uh, are dog-related? Does Eddie have a character sheet, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Eddie does not have a character sheet, but go ahead and just roll a d10. Okay. Eddie rolled a 10, baby. Uh, Eddie gets the feeling that this person... I mean, well, that, you need to roll me a wisdom check to see if you speak dog, to see if Eddie, what Eddie can relate to you. Wisdom check? Just a d10 again? Yeah, the, the DC is going to be kind of low since Eddie rolled a critical success. So if my wisdom is a 5... And I rolled a six. That means it's an 11. Yeah, you see Daphne look at this gentleman, and she doesn't recognize him at all. But you feel like Eddie is telling you that this is this is someone connected to you guys in some way, an unknown way. And he's suspicious that the fact that he's wearing a mask. Does the fact that he's wearing a mask, like, set off red flags for everyone, or is that commonplace in this alternate Seattle? This is kind of like a D&D type world, so yeah, people wear masks, people wear different things. Okay. Oh, the masked plumber's here! You can take the mask off once you get in there, It's if this is a COVID thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wish that I could, mate, but, uh... It's, it's just kind of attached to my face at the moment. Is it, it? It's like an iron mask? It must be part of your uniform. Is it like a Hunchback of Notre Dame kind of situation? Yeah, were you were you burned by acid? So this is kind of what it looks like. It's so kind of like the Phantom of the Opera mask, except a metal mask. You can't really tell what his identity is. My word, that must have been quite a plumbing job that gave you that one. 
<laughs> you know, the steam, the steam from the pipes, you know. It, sometimes you're in the, the wrong place trying to fix the wrong thing and, and pipes explode in the face, you know. I, I bet you rich, rich folks don't really know much about that, do you? I had no idea toilets had steam pipes attached. Well, I don't just fix toilets, mate. Um, I'm a plumber. Fix all sorts of the different things. The steampunk's toilets. I mean... <laughs> I could explain plumbing to you if you got the time, but uh, I'd really like to get this job, you know? Fraser, like, gestures uh, instantly towards the kitchen. You could fix our impending supper, could you? I mean, I'll stick around as long as you guys want. If you guys are having a fancy dinner, I'd love to stick around and and be in the company of such gracious people. You're a plumber slash cook? Is that what you're... I, I'm not a cook at all. I'd probably fuck the meal right up. But uh, if you guys want me to stick around to do stuff, I, I can definitely do that. Well, I appreciate his honesty. Well, if he's going to cook, I'd prefer he do it before he works on the toilet. <laughs> Niles, you are a font of wisdom as ever. <laughs> can I sort of have an aside with Daphne or anybody to say, like, I think uh, Eddie recognizes this guy and pretty weird that he's in disguise, no? I just figured it was part of his uniform. Maybe I should use my headshot pistol ability. <laughs> Put the firearm away, Mr. Crane. And kill the plumber. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Dad, this is a fancy dinner. We are not going to be murdering any guests. I still need to pee, but I think it's weird that he's got a mask. And that Eddie recognizes him with his Eddie nose. His Eddie senses. His Eddie senses. His Eddie senses are tingling. Maybe he's plumbed here before. Fraser, maybe he's one of your barroom chums from Boston. <laughs> mm. Does he respond to Woody? Woody, hello, Woody. <laughs> no, no, that my barroom chums from Boston normally just look like an enormous sack of dust and dead skin accumulating on top of a bar stool. This man actually has a job, so I'm going to say no. Can I actually just uh? Start work on the bathroom if you don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let us keep you. Uh, <laughs> it's right. It's right through that door right there. You see, BB go out to the balcony as Fraser walks away, and she's kind of hanging out there. Keep an eye on her. She's looking to smoke. I limp after her. Yeah, wait, hold on. <laughs> let me come with Eddie to me. He doesn't talk like that. I don't know. Why I said that. Uh, Fraser, as you're in the bathroom, the plumber begins to work on the pipes with his emerald wrench. Say, I uh, couldn't help but notice the uh, incredible workmanship on this tool. I can't claim any uh, amount of uh, efficiency in plumbing myself in any regard, but I must say it's odd to see a wrench made out of emeralds like that. May I ask where you procured it? Oh, this costs me a pretty penny. It's it's what helps me do my job, you know? I'm the best plumber in town. That's why you rich folks hired me. If you want to know more about the wrench, you can roll a hard intelligence roll to see if you can discern more about it. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. I, Fraser Crane, am going to deduct all the secrets of his wrench. That's a pretty gigantic tool you have there. Roz! Jump in whenever. I only said that to see if Roz was at the door. Roz! <laughs> yeah, Roz at this point has um, gone off to the bathroom to see. <laughs> Alright, you're there outside the door listening yeah. to this interaction. Then I rolled a 7. It's not enough to meet the hard qualifier, which is a 10 to 13. So you 
cannot tell what this wrench is. It looks beautiful. It looks probably British in nature, but you don't can't really tell anything like that. It looks like it's from this country called England in Sostagari. Whoa, 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 whoa. In, in, England. Can I use one of my skills on, on the plumber? Yes. What are you trying to use? I'm entranced by his uh, gigantic, massive uh, tool that he's wielding so expertly. Uh, I'd like to uh, see if I can use Fame God on him. That it means uh, Target has a chance of recognizing me and adding two to my social roles. Hey, aren't you the, uh, the, the radio host on the Arcane Airways, the Frasier, Dr. Frasier Crane? I, I recognize you. Yes, you might say I'm something of a, a mind plumber in my own way. I, I tend to the pipes of people's psyche and uh, help them to overcome all the obstacles of day-to-day life. And then Roz comes into the bathroom and shoves Frasier out of the way to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Roz. I'm his producer. Oh, yeah, you the one saying you needed your, your pipes cleaned at your house, too, huh? I'm a big fan of your beautiful tool. Roz, I was trying to get some... I, I'd love to show it to you. Right, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Crane. It's your it's your life. I'm yes. just in your house trying to re- repair the sink here. She is my producer. She's a uh, incredibly useful uh, part of the uh, broadcast world. But, you know, she's a bit out of place in the men's bathroom. And Roz is just stroking the sink or whatever he's fixing. Whatever he's cranking on. The toilet. (laughs) As you're cranking on this this pipe uh, that he's kind of wrenching on, trying to hold it in place for him as you slowly stroke it up and down, you can hear scratching and rattling coming from out of the shower area and rattling through the pipes. It's just as this happens that... Niles, Daphne, Martin, and BB can hear sounds of pots boiling over inside of the kitchen. Oh, pots are boiling over. Oh, and Daphne runs to the kitchen. But keep an eye on BB. Make sure she doesn't smoke. I do that. I keep an eye on BB. <laughs> uh, Niles, are you joining Daphne in the kitchen? Um, I want to have a moment of indecisiveness where he can't decide if he should go to the balcony or the kitchen, but ultimately decides the kitchen. Hold on, let me take another layer off these damn Victorian gods. <laughs> Everyone roll a d10 for initiative, and this will determine the order of combat here, with everything going on. Or, oh, man. Not combat necessarily, but the order of things going on here. Yes, finally. What I was born for. Roll a five. Three. Nine. Daphne rolled three. Uh, Niles got a one. Classic Niles. <laughs> so Daphne and Niles, we're going to add your scores together since you guys are in the same room. BB and Martin are up first. Martin, you're out on the balcony with BB, and she begins to take out another cigarette and begins to attempt to light it in front of your face. What All are right, you doing? I try to stop her. Um, I flash. I use my flash. Flash my badge ability. stop right there freeze listen I took a bullet in the hip from a punk in a convenience store and I know you gotta live every day like it's precious you can't poison yourself with that and then I try to take the cigarette and eat it with my iron stomach ability (laughs) (laughs) alright Give me a dexterity check. 
and roll 3d10 and keep the highest, since you're using your badge and uh, your dexterity to steal this from him. So that'll be a 9 plus 3, which is a 13. Yeah, you successfully take it and just eat it in front of her face. Oh my god! Oh my god, I've never seen someone do something like that. I, I respect the law. I will, I will stop smoking this cigarette immediately. And she walks off the balcony, and you see her head over towards... Daphne's room. Oh, good. I thought you meant she literally plummeted. walked off the balcony. <laughs> plummeted to her death. <laughs> you ate my last cigarette, so goodbye, cruel world. Uh, okay. I give Eddie a high five. As that happens, Fraser and Roz, you hear two suspicious things moving around inside of the shower area of this bathroom. Frazier, what's in your shower? Uh, normally, I just have an enormous amount of uh, hair-restoring shampoo and uh, uh, conditioner uh, and, uh, well, a huge amount of uh, dead follicles, uh, apparently. Uh, as that happens, you open up the curtain and you see two imps running around your bathtub and they uh, look at you and they look like they're ready to attack. As that happens, the plumber kind of cowers over in the corner. Roz, what are you going to do? Um, We're a team, Roz. We can do this. <laughs> can I summon Noel? You can summon Noel. <laughs> what do you want Noel to do? You rang, Roz. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Noel. Uh, Roz, my lady, I'm here to uh, drop off your pack of condoms that you wanted, you know, because you're going to fuck later. <laughs> <laughs> this is HBO, Frazier. Yeah. Jesus. Still the most sophisticated show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Roz, there's there's some ints there. Uh, can I help you do anything? Thanks for the condoms, Noel. Um, yeah, before you go, could you just fight off these imps for me? You can't say no. Uh, of you course, anything for you. Just just protect those dung bags. I don't want to go and get more of them. <laughs> what if she pulls Fraser and the plumber out and just locks Noel in the room <laughs> yeah. with the imps? This is covered, guys. Noel runs up and he'll attack the imp on the right there. Anything for my Roz. And he smashes the imp on the head doing 10 points of damage with a critical hit. The first imp dies. He's trying to speak Klingon to the imps. <laughs> Fraser, you are there in front of this other imp and you see Noel heroically charge in there for, for Roz and take out this first imp. What do you do? This is not how I remember this episode of Fraser. That's why it's hell, Fraser. <laughs> yes, excellent. I'm not going to be one-upped by some mere gopher. How about you? And I pull out my umbrella and uh, have a Big ol' whack on the uh, the remaining end. Go ahead and roll a damage roll for me, which would be... Two dice, I keep one. Yes. Did I hear somebody on Cleon in the bathroom? You rolled a three, Dr. Crime. You hit this with a kind of like a weak limp wrist, hit this imp on the top of his head, causing three points of damage. He is still standing, and Noel kind of looks over at you, puzzled by what you're even doing there. With that, the imp is going to lash out and attack you, Fraser. Four. Thirteen <laughs> points of damage. He grabs your umbrella, turns it from you, and stabs you in the stomach with it. You're bleeding slightly from your stomach, and you have suffered thirteen points of damage. Ah, my career. I am 
ブーだよね。<笑><笑>A little bit sexually aroused by the power of this woman that you've been attracted to for so long in front of you. Just open this massive tomb with ease. And you guys have the ingredients there in front of you. You have the book open. And it doesn't really give an exact description of the ingredients. It gives you six different riddles for what you have to put into the pot. Uh, the first riddle for both of you to answer and solve would be for ingredient number one, use what a dog does to a bone. Once all the chewing has been done, when it's in the yard, when all done. And in front of you, you have the choice between a mango, a coconut, and a banana. Dr. Crane, why are you looking at me like that? Come over here and help me with these riddles. I could use a big brain like yours. A big what, Daphne? A big brain! Oh, oh, yes, of course. So you, you guys have to choose one of those three things to put into this pot. Use what a dog does to a bone. Once all the chewing has been done, when in the yard, when all alone. Is a mango a berry? Yeah, let's go with the mango, I guess. Niles grabs the mango and throws it into the pot, and you move on to the second riddle. After that, for the pot, your next food must be found beneath where human shoes do trot, as it grows to be your treat. And you have in front of you a kiwi, garlic, and a cashew. I'm going to be honest with you, Dr. Crane. I'm a Brit and we're not that ex- We don't know this many ingredients. I didn't even know. I thought there were three ingredients. Cumin, butter, and lard. <laughs> Fish and chips. <laughs> it must be garlic. Garlic it is. With that, Daphne grabs the garlic and throws it in. My mother always called garlics Italian Spanish fly. Well, careful, Daphne. You don't want to use too much. And then, you know, she throws the whole thing in. <laughs> I drop the whole. I don't even smash it. I just drop all the the whole thing. Yeah, careful. I should use all of it. We're gonna need it to protect ourselves from BB later. <laughs> With the mention of BB, we're gonna go back over to them. Martin, you were on the balcony and you've seen BB walk away towards Daphne's room. What do you do? Can I follow? Uh, of course, you can follow. Is that creepy? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> 
You see her about to light another cigarette. Unknown where she got this one from. You think you've taken them all away from her at this point, but... My goodness. It, it is in between her lips, and she's getting ready to light that cigarette uh, as can put it into her mouth. Well, I yell freeze, and I try to... <laughs> I, I try to send uh, send Eddie to perform some kind of a distracting trick that will keep her, you know, hopefully engaged while I try to grab the cigarette away. Yeah, I'll say go ahead and give Eddie a dexterity check using your modifier, but you can roll two d10 and keep the higher one. So a six, and what's your dexterity? My dexterity... Three, a nine, yeah. So a nine is good enough. She this she has a cigarette on her lips and it's just resting there. She's about to light it. Her jaw drops open as Eddie begins doing th- triple backflip in front of her and land and the cigarette lands on the ground just as Eddie uh, does his final backflip. He picks up the cigarette and runs it over to Martin. Oh, nice. I, oh, great. Now Eddie smokes. Yeah, <laughs> I say. What a wonderful dog. You promised me you wouldn't smoke anymore. And then I eat it again with my iron stomach. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't smoked either. I wouldn't have got away from it too if it wasn't for you and your little (laughs) dog. Good boy, Eddie. And she'll she'll take off away from you and run towards the guest bathroom. Man, this one is... She's hard. I should really take the whole pack away, shouldn't I? No, you shouldn't, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Roz and Frazier will go back to you in the bathroom. You have one imp in front of you, and you have the three of you in the bathroom, along with your assistant, Roz. Can I still use him? You can use me all you want, young lady. What would you have me do? (laughs) Well, Noel, if, if you really wanted me, you would take care of the second imp, because... Clearly, Frasier is not capable. Uh, you want to see what a real man can do? I get you. Yes, no, we want to see what a real uh, man is, can do. <laughs> is that another critical strike I just rolled, guys? Is that another <laughs> critical strike? Because I, I think I just killed this other imp. Noel instead looks at Frasier in the eyes, victoriously standing over the second imp. That's right, I've protected Roz once again. Got her her dong bags. I've done everything <laughs> I needed to do today. And I'll bid you all adieu. And with that, Noel leaves the apartment. You're as beautiful as Chainway. <laughs> you two are victorious here. You have the corpses of two imps in the bathroom with you. And the plumber, Fraser. you still have something that you might possibly be able to do. Uh, it's all right, Roz. This is only the second most embarrassing thing that's happened in this bathroom. <laughs> Please tell me the first. I, I, I look at Roz, take a deep breath. No. <laughs> he kisses the plumber. <laughs> Not even a close third. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, I never actually got your name. How rude of me. Uh, my name is Dr. Fraser Cred. You've uh, obviously have heard of me. And now you've made the acquaintance of my producer, Roz. Uh, what, what, uh, what's your name? Well, that, that's not important right now. I've got to clean the, the the sink now and all the blood up and take care of the body of the imps, I'm guessing. You host society types have never dealt with imps of this magnitude, have you? Uh, no. Not uh, not since, uh, what was it? It was uh, Cajun Night. That, uh, those imps were pretty bad. But uh, no, not, not since then. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I get the idea. You're just an NPC and you don't want us to know your name. That's fine. Not to get all meta with you, but uh, 
I don't want to really, that's kind of why I wear a mask, right? I don't want people knowing who I am. I'm the, I'm the mask plumber, you know? And I come on and, and, and I save people and I save things, you know? Oh, wow, a vigilante plumber. That's, uh, that's very, very... Oh, interesting. Uh, um, that was the original so, um, concept for the masked singer. They were like, he comes over, fixes your shitty pipes. Who could it be? Channing Tatum. You have to guess based on his plumbing skills who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> it's good. <Gwyneth. laughs> Sarah Palin. Um, I can see Russia from this toilet. Uh, but anyway, you were uh, you were about to tell me an engaging tale about uh, your emerald wrench. Right. Hey, you want to see what it can do? Uh, you see the the pipes are still gurgling in front of you. Might an, another imp you think might come out as he slams the emerald wrench onto the pipe, and it completely stops the gurgling. You see, there was a dark portal that kind of just did. You guys all didn't see before it closes around the pipe and seals shut. Just as these imps begin to turn into flowers and line the inside of the bathtub with rose petals. I tell the HOA about that. <laughs> I will be writing a very stern letter. <laughs> Goodness, what, so was that the problem? I had a possessed toilet? Oh, I think so. Let, let me check the rest of these pipes here. You may want to get back to the, the old living room there and make sure that, it, that everybody's okay. Well, uh, is uh, is it going to take much longer? Because I do have a dinner. Uh, I'm not trying to hurry you or anything, I'd, but I'd, time is of the essence when it comes to this. Master plumber. Right, I suppose I can I can stay in here and talk with you about plumbing, or I could do the job, you know. Say no more. Whichever you like. Uh, I will. Uh, I will take my leave. Uh, adieu. Don't worry, Fraser. I can stay in here with him. Okay. Well, I was going to say that you'd probably be more of a distraction, but uh, just in case uh, any more fiends appear, uh, it's good that you that I have you to watch my back, uh, Raz. I I appreciate. Just in case anything goes wrong. It's pretty hot in here. You can take off that mask and your shirt. I'll take off the shirt for sure. I gotta, you know, line something on the ground here so I don't mess up my back. You know, get a little padding on there. I don't want to ruin the old rugs in here. Yeah, yeah. Roz, focus. I want to get onto the artboard and I need to get my show syndicated. I got this, Fraser. That's what I'm worried about. With that, we'll pick up with Daphne and Niles in the kitchen. Mmm, the smell of garlic and mango. <laughs> Fraser, what we'll do is you can hear the cooking going That smells on. amazing in there. <laughs> you can hear cooking and the smell of food being cooked inside the the kitchen, but I'm going to say because you had the interaction there, you can come and help them with the last two riddles, but they're going to have to handle these next two riddles on their own. I wouldn't want to do anything to help them anyway, that's fine. Bring it on. We're already creating a masterpiece. More ingredients. You wouldn't want to help them make you the, the main course for your I'm dinner? I'm just being facetious and Bostonian. Wait, we're having facetious to, for, for, for dinner? I, I, I thought it was spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I had trouble pronouncing that word. Get out of Daphne's room, Dad. Where am I? So you can see the next... You're up in Daphne's room currently, and you saw BB run to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, but I can't go in the bathroom, right? That would be wrong. You can. I mean, you can. I, we'll see. You can go in the bathroom if it keeps up from smoking any more bloody cigarettes. The next riddle is hurry, hurry, add an herb. From the spice rack, it can be found. Quick, 
They say it equals money, quick, before it all runs out. And in front of you, you have every spice in the world on the spice rack. I yell, we're running out of time from the other room. Plus, I got a shit. Daphne, it must be time. She was about to put in a whole thing of paprika, then she goes, Oh, it's warm! <laughs> that makes so much more sense. Oh, uh, yeah, excellent guess, but I really think this one's time. With that, you read the next riddle. What's trunk and white and red all over? That's wine. And now, for your delight, select the drink we all require. Not the red, only the white. You have a Merlot, a Pinot Noir, and a Chardonnay in front of you. If only Roz were here, she'd be able to help you out in a trice. Roz is busy. What's drunk and white and red all over? The wine. And now, for your delight, select the drink we all require. Not the red, only the white. It's the Chardonnay. Jesus Christ. It's the Chardonnay. (laughs) That's what I would like to drink if I could get out of this one for you. And then she takes a pull, offers some to Dr. Crane. Niles? Uh, Niles looks at the uh, label and, and cringes at the vintage. And then pours the rest in. For cheating at the game there, Martin, I'm going to take five away from your reputation. You guys are now at 41. You're a dirty cop. I'm stuck in this frickin' Daphne room. Hell. (laughs) Should be helping with these riddles. I was a detective, you know that? A detective. And then a punk in a convenience store (laughs) shot me in the hip. And now I'm stuck (laughs) eating cigarettes in bathrooms. Uh, with that, Fraser, you walk, finish walking into the kitchen. You can see Niles and Daphne cooking there, and you can offer your expertise and help with these last two questions. Mmm, smells to me like you're burning our dinner just right. You can smell the mango. Yes. Uh, what is it that our dinner lacks? Ah, tis the beef we must include. Which cut comes from a bovine's back and makes the most exquisite food? A flank, a brisket, or a sirloin? Well, I'll leave you to it. (laughs) No help at all. Pass me the sirloin on the way out, Fraser. Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, Here you go. Uh, The sirloin of beef. (laughs) He's knighted, you see. Niles is uh, distracted looking at Daphne's bare shoulder, and all I can say is uh, pork shoulder. Pork shoulder? Get your head in the game, Niles. Fraser, you earn plus one to your guys' reputation. You guys are at 42 now. For my sick pun, yes. That's very clever. Quite the anglophile, Dr. Crane. You guys can see this meal's kind of coming to a head, and you read the last instruction on there. To end, add a teaspoon of sugar to savor to celebrate the many years. And this is going to be kind of meta. Start with enough of each season of Frasier, then please add a scoop for each season of Cheers. And in front of you, you have a teaspoon and you have sugar. So... You have to add the correct number amount of seasons of Cheers and Frasier. I get the feeling that all of us, using my psychic ability, will know each other for 11 wonderful years. (laughs) (laughs) What I don't know, and what the spirits are telling me, is how many years Dr. Crane Frasier spent bumming around with his bar friends in Boston. Uh, You guys have 15 seconds to figure it out. Okay, there are 13 seasons of... Fraser. Fraser. Uh, I believe there are 11. Yeah, I think there's 11. <laughs> Lauren is shaking. Roz is shaking her head from the other room. <laughs> Pretty hard. Cheers was 9, right? No, 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 no. Cheers was 11. And, oh, shit. Uh, 22. No, I put in 22 scoops of sugar. Okay, 22. 22. Sounds good. Tw- uh, all right, gotcha. then. 
I don't think uh, that's right, but okay. That. Oh, we already <laughs> messed up the meal. <laughs> oh, Daphne, you've doomed adding a, <laughs> adding a final ingredient to the cauldron causes it to spark, sizzle, and pop in many colors. You look like you've created a fairly decent dish, but it'll come time to consume it to actually tell how you guys did. You have this nice sirloin dish in front of you, which is your main course. With that, we will go to the final interaction between Martin and Bibi, who is now run into the guest bathroom, and she's oh. closed the door behind her. Before that, can Roz come out of the bathroom and her hair's, like, tousled, <laughs> and her, like, shirt is, like, half on, or, like, off her shoulder, and she herself has is now smoking a cigarette. Uh, can I yeah, enlist her hear, help? No, she's kind of... Spent her action, I'm guessing, getting laid in there or something similar. So, laid some pipe. Uh, yeah, you walk out, and that Martin, you look down the hallway and see Roz come out of the bathroom. Say, Roz, get over here. I need you to go into this bathroom now and stop Bibi from smoking. <laughs> do whatever you gotta do. Well, I'm not gonna do the same thing I just did in that bathroom, Martin. <laughs> As you guys continue to talk in the hallway, you hear. Three and all in the uh, back. Get of in there, Roz, and take all of her grits. Cigarettes, I mean. <laughs> You're in the bathroom with BB now. She left the door unlocked. Uh, she's sitting on the toilet smoking a cigarette. As she finishes that one, she begins to get another one and attempt to light it. Okay. Is the door still open? Can I go in there or no? Roz oh. closed the door behind her. Roz. She's two at the uh, moment. Before Roz. Or actually, she she left it open there. So Martin, Martin, you're at the doorway. I was gonna say, Roz, Roz takes Martin's cane and, <laughs> and swats the cigarette out of Beanie's mouth. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me a dexterity roll to see if you can do that. My hip, a punk shot me in a convenience store. I'm sorry, Martin. I'll make it up to you after we're syndicated. I hope you understand. And Roz, your dexterity is plus three. Roz, how could you? He's a distinguished veteran. So, 13. She, that's a critical success, actually. So, as she's holding the pack of cigarettes in one hand and has the, the other cigarette in her mouth, you, with Martin's cane as he falls to the ground, smack the cigarette out and, and smack the uh, extra pack of cigarettes out of her hand. Uh, they fall to the ground. You're able to bring them towards you and kind of crush them on the ground. She got the whole pack? And I say, that's syndication, bitch. Yeah, she knocked out the whole pack. <laughs> well, this is magic, bitch. And and she flips out another cigarette and it's holding it in between her fingers. She's like, but I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll let you have it. You won this round. Uh, let's all go over to the living room. I I feel like I don't want to be hit anymore with any canes. <laughs> Help me up. Roz is just still threatening her with the cane. Dad, your your hip, it's it's too steampunky. I can't I can't lift it up. It's releasing <laughs> steam. There's too many valves, too many too many ports and ducts. Eddie, kill all before us. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the season finale. Eddie? Eddie. I summoned him. <laughs> Eddie. Kill Eddie. No, I, uh, yeah, I ask uh, for help to get to my feet. Eddie, I'm just kidding. Please kill. Eddie, me. kill everyone and get me up. <laughs> no, no, don't listen to him. This name. No, no, no. no this is the that. worst dinner party. Down, Eddie. Down. I still have to pee. <laughs> just then the doorbell rings. 
Roz, I'm sure you finished off the plumber in whatever way you wanted to, but uh, he's not done with his job in there. Roz finished, not the plumber, I see. Right. The doorbell continues right. to ring. Daphne? I'll get it! Pla- places, everyone. Places. Daphne goes and gets the door. I'm still laying on the ground, screaming, Give me my cane! Help me up! <laughs> Help me up! Roz, please give my father his cane back. As and l- his dignity. As long as BB Jeez. promises to stop smoking, I will give Martin You're holding cane my cane hostage for her addiction to cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> No, we're uh, the doorbell rings again. We're holding BB hostage with your <laughs> with 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 your cane, Dad. I start crawling across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what you've done to my father, baby. Look at the condition of my flannel because of this dragging my body. He starts like climbing on baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you want, baby? Is this it, does this make you happy, baby? <laughs> Can we just answer the door? I feel like if it's your company, they're going to leave. Niles, if you wouldn't mind getting the door, that would be a thank you very much. I'd appreciate it. I'm crawling my way there. I'll get it! (laughs) I mean, you guys left a member of of your party lying on the ground without a cane. I don't think you wanted Rhino to come in and see that if that's who was coming in the door. I was getting the door while this is happening. I wasn't in that room. I was waiting for BB to, to promise to stop smoking and... You you have my word that I'll try to stop smoking. I cannot make any further promises than that. Okay. I feel like I need one of you around me constantly. I'll do it. Martin and Fraser were talking to Eddie, who had the gun in his mouth, and they were saying whether or not they should kill everybody. <laughs> uh, okay, the Roz gives back uh, Martin's cane. Thank you, his Roz. His cane back to Crane. I was almost about to pull my pistol and demand my cane. We've had plenty of that this evening, Dad. None of that. No, No, thank you. We've had plenty of pistol pulling all day. I struggle to my feet. Daphne, as you answer the door, you can see that it is Rhino Privilegington. Oh, boy. And his beautiful wife, Allison Privilegington, that that are now at the door waiting to come in. Niles, since you are also at the front door answering it, you recognize this Allison. This is the Allison that you recently made out with at the wine club while Rhino was out of town on one of his safaris. You dog. Rhino is holding his hunting rifle that he always takes with him everywhere. You believe like you might possibly be shot by this guy if, if he finds out that you made out with his wife. Oh, uh, pleased to see, pl- pleased to, pleased to see you, uh, uh Fraser. I, I'm needed in the bathroom. Well, um. You going to go help the plumber? Uh, it's, uh, nice to see you here, uh, Rhino. It's, uh, thank you very much for coming to our humble abode. Welcome to Chez Frage. Er. <laughs> oh, Frasier, Niles, it's always a pleasure, always a pleasure. My apologies for being late, but please let us begin the feast that you have prepared. No doubt my stomach roars. We will view my slides from my most recent hunting trip in the Amazon afterwards. Yeah, you go on ahead. I'll just show myself to the restroom. Niles, that's where you were going, right? Uh, 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 maybe. Got <laughs> <laughs> three of you to fix the restroom. It should be fixed in no time. Uh, when, he, when uh, Daphne says fixed, she means, uh, uh, you know, scented for our, uh, for our guest's pleasure. There is absolutely nothing wrong with either toilet. Niles, as you approach the guest bathroom... 
with Allison. Allison and you both hear scratching noises coming from the other side. What are y'all keeping in there, Niles Crane? Is that something there that's going to trap me in there and keep me in there forever? Uh, hopefully. I mean, I mean, uh, F- Fraser. Not absolutely not, Allison. No, no, no. It's, uh, there's absolutely nothing uh, possessing or uh, otherwise distressing our pipes. Uh, Niles, take her in there. Show her exactly that there's nothing wrong. Oh, uh, uh, yes, of course. Well, here you are. Okay, have fun. Niles, as you peek into the door, uh, you can see that there are two large imps in there, and they're both wearing, like, groomsmen outfits, like if they're getting ready for a wedding. Can I do the uh, classic sitcom, open the door, and I, I see it and slam it shut before anyone else sees it and make up a lame excuse? That is exactly what you can do, but go ahead and walk me through that. <laughs> oh, I just remembered. This one's out of toilet paper. Why don't you use Daphne's? Oh, Niles, can you lead me over on that way? I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a little hurtful. <laughs> I mean, social uh, points. it's just, it would be rude of me to go into Daphne's room without her. It's fine, Dr. Crane. The other one's broken. Uh, broken? Okay. Uh, that, that can't be right. No. <laughs> Niles, why are you being so rude to our guests? No, no. Uh, Daphne, would you mind taking uh, Allison to our, uh, to the smallest room, if you wouldn't mind? Absolutely, Dr. Crane. Right this way, Miss Privilegington. Niles. Daphne leads Allison over to the next room. My God, there are more scratching noises coming from this bathroom. What is going on with y'all's bathroom? You also hear these scratching noises coming um, as well. That's odd. Let me take a look in here. And I want to open up the door slightly. You, just like Niles, see two imps in there, but they are imps dressed in bride outfits instead. Uh, I slam the door shut. I'm sorry, uh, you can't go in there. And and why the hell not? I I have to use the restroom, please. I I forgot to flush. Last time I was in there, it's a dreadful mess. Well, is there another restroom that I can use? I, I, we could probably fashion something with the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Don't three of you live here? Aren't this, isn't this a three-bathroom? Can I try the last bathroom? I'll take you to the restroom in Dr. Crane's bedroom. Oh, oh that sounds great. Uh, you lead her into that back bedroom and kind of leave her to her own devices. The plumber's in there as well, though. So are you stopping her? You, you look in and see the plumber's still wrenching pipes in there. Can I whisper to... Frazier and warn him of the uh, situation in the guest bathroom? Absolutely. Let's have a quick little aside, you and me. Niles, why are you being so rude to Allison? What has she ever done to you? Well, that's kind of a long story. More importantly, there's sort of a situation in your guest bathroom at the moment. A situation? Yes, and I'm not talking about the terrible decor. (laughs) There's two demons in tuxedos. Two more demons with tuxedos. Oh, dear. Well, it seems that my job as a radio psychotherapist is never finished. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is kind of the plan here for you guys? By the way, when I open up the door and I see the plumber, I slam it. Oh, we can't go in there. There's a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh dear. Wait, you you said tuxedos, Niles? Is that correct? Yes, uh, Armani, I believe. Fraser just like gives a, a few moments of just sort of like chuckling, like, "Wow, that's very impressive." Wow. That's <laughs> now, Niles, I know you. Uh, I know you went to uh, to Cambridge. Do you speak imp? Not fluently. Mm. 
something is amiss, and I intend to get to the bottom of it. In the meantime, uh, let's just, so Dad is keeping an eye on Baby. Yes, uh, Roz, uh, quick word, if you don't mind. What is it, Fraser? Uh, here you go, Rhino. Have a sip of this delightful Chardonnay. It's uh, it's only like a third of the bottle left, but uh, b- 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 help yourself. Rhino sits at the head of the table and is, begins eating hors d'oeuvres that Fraser, I'm guessing, you place out while he sits down and sips on his Chardonnay. Absolutely, yes. Uh, I can't be uh, waiting here forever for this food, so uh, take care of what you need to take care of so you can all serve me. Uh, absolutely, Rhino. Absolutely. You became seven. Uh, uh, my accent changes from time to time. You know, I go places and <laughs> I, I go places and I have to to learn to deal with these different countries and speak different ways. Daphne, you realize that Martin has his own bathroom in, in his room, and you lead Allison into there, and you're able to rejoin everyone else back in the living room. Uh, you guys know you have a situation where I forgot about my own bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> This whole time I needed to go, and I still do. I hobble towards that bathroom and then see that it's being used. You hear the slamming growing louder in the guest bathroom and in Daphne's bathroom. What do you guys do? Can I go to one of those imp bathrooms and use a gun on them? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, pick a bathroom that you want to shoot next to. Is there, what's the one that's f- farthest away from the people that we're trying to impress? Daphne's bathroom, so you're going to head up there? Okay. We just hear two gunshots from the other bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> are they going to hear gunshots? Do I have a silencer? You're not a spy, Dad. What are you doing? I was a detective and a army veteran. This punk shot me in a convenience store and he had a silencer. It went thwip, thwip. And I said, my hip. Use Frazier's nice pillows. You're, you're not using my pillows to silence your firearm. These are bow and branch, and we might want them to sponsor Ooh, this podcast. that's a good idea. So what we need to do... So, Frazier, you're dealing with the Daphne's bathroom situation with Martin? Correct. There, there are two imps in here, according to Daphne, and they are wearing wedding dresses. So I intend to discover the motivation behind these imps and discover exactly what they want with my toilet facilities. You're going to psychoanalyze these imps? Watch me, Dad. Prepare to see Fraser Crane at work. (laughs) (laughs) I will earn your trust and admiration, Father. Mm, We'll see. I will. Daphne, Roz, and Niles, what are you doing? There's another bathroom full of imps, and there is someone that needs to possibly entertain Rhino. Dr. Niles, in my bathroom there are two imps that dress in bridesmaids' dresses they are. Yes, there's two more in the guest bathroom dressed as grooms. What if we were to convince Rhino that we arranged sort of a sporting amusement, a mini safari, for him to hunt the imps with his gun and use up the ammunition and he won't be able to shoot me? That's a brilliant idea, Dr. Crane, but why would Rhino want to shoot you? Uh, I'll tell you some other time. (laughs) Rhino! Good enough for me! (laughs) So who's going to try to convince Rhino to use I think that's a Niles thing. Uh, Niles, how about you go talk to Rhino? Uh, no, I mustn't. And I'm already pushing him. I'll go get the imps and and release them in there in my bathroom and all. And I'm pushing Rhino into an awkward confrontation, or Niles into an awkward confrontation with Rhino. Uh, say there. So you're going to go to your bathroom to try to let them out? On your cue, Dr. Crane, I will release these imps and he can shoot them. 
So you're next to the guest bathroom. Are you trying to release those ones, or are you trying to release the ones in your bedroom that your uh, that your employers are dealing with, Martin and? I'll go to the one, uh, the one with the grooms. I feel like they're gonna multiply when the brides meet the grooms. Whatever you do, don't get them wet. They have to honeymoon first. So I'll, I'll release them as soon as you say, Niles. Should we get Roz, Eddie, and uh, Bebe away from like right next to the door? <laughs> Give them some earplugs. Uh, yeah, they. She moves over by the kitchen, and uh, Eddie goes to follow her to make sure she doesn't smoke. Roz goes back to Fraser's bathroom to help the plumber. <laughs> oh, Roz. Okay. Roz! <laughs> Just to make sure there's no more imps in there. I like how Eddie is watching Bebe. <laughs> does he have a gun? Yes, he does. Uh, Niles, go ahead and explain this situation to Rhino and see what he has to say. Say there, uh, Rhino, uh, old sport. Uh, We've uh, we've arranged something of an amusement for you. Um, <laughs> at my signal, Daphne's going to open the door, and two imps will fly out. And we thought it'd be just a lark if you just shot at them like uh, like you were on safari. What do you say? Uh, go ahead and go and give me a social check with your charisma modifier as well. So that'd be three d10 plus two. Uh, so that'd be a nine. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. Oh, you have a game for me to hunt. <laughs> I'll be right on that. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, how many shots does that rifle hold? Uh, it's got about five in the chamber now, and uh, I've got a whole another bag of clips on my hip here. Oh, good. Okay, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we begin? Go ahead and open up the door. <laughs> uh, hit it, Daphne. All right, you little buggers. I throw open the door and hide behind it. All right. Uh, we're going to go back up to the bathroom in Daphne's room. Frazier and Martin, what are you guys doing? No, I want to know what Roz is doing in her bathroom. That's kind of what I would like to know. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go up there. Uh, Roz, you've now entered the bathroom with this plumber. He's shirtless, laying on the ground. He's finishing up. Looks like working on these pipes. He looks like he's got a little bit of... a. Uh, pipe residue all covering his hands. Roz is just she keeps pestering him asking if she can hold his emerald wrench. (laughs) 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 You you, want to hold the emerald wrench, huh? Well, here you go. It's right here. Here you go. Here's here's the handle. Hold it. Hold it safe. It's got a big head on it. Oh, wow. I've never seen such a big one. Well, it's the one I got. It's the one the Lord blessed me with when I, you know, did, did what I had to do. <laughs> All right, I, I already regret this. <laughs> <laughs> the flirtation continues inside the bathroom. Roz, you can choose to come out of that bathroom at any point, unless you want to continue your seduction. Yeah, she'll stay in there for now, I guess. <laughs> I was waiting for Roz to say something like, it's got a vein in it or something like that. <laughs> Let me show you my Seattle Broadcasting Award. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Martin and Fraser, you were in the bathroom. What are you doing? Or you were in front of the door of the bathroom with the two brides imps. What are you guys doing? I'd like to know if uh, my father can speak imp. I have spoken imp on the streets. I worked vice. I've gone undercover as an imp three times. <laughs> I got addicted to uh, imp spice. <laughs> so, yes, I can. I, uh, 
in spice. Maybe that was the cologne that everybody was reacting to earlier. But anyway, the, the, the mystery deepens. My favorite spice girl. <laughs> so, according to Daphne, there are two imps on the other side of this door in uh, wedding dresses. Can you try and talk to them, Dad, and see if you can find out exactly I'll what I'll give it my want? best shot. I try to talk to them uh, as one of, the, one of their own. I say, you know, hey, my... My uh, empty brothers. Uh, <laughs> uh, They're wearing wedding dresses, Dad. Wedding dresses. Oh, my empty sisters. <laughs> uh, sisters are doing it for themselves. Am I right? Fraser shrugs. No, uh, so I don't know what imp. What does imp sound like? No, fra- sisters are doing imp for themselves, Dad. Sisters are doing imp for themselves. <laughs> You're using phrases like, what up? Yes. What's up? <laughs> I try to ask them Jesus. what their what their deal is. Why are, are they coming out of our toilets? Why are there grooms? Uh, why, you know, what what's the story? And and uh, also, there's a dude with a safari hat that might kill all of us. So, hurry up and give me some answers. So why don't you go ahead and roll uh, wisdom and see if you know imp? One d ten add your wisdom modifier. Can I have a go as well? You know, since since you're you're kind of uh, a man of the streets, I'll let you roll your social. Um, if if somehow, Fraser, you're going to attempt to speak imp as well, then then yes, I'll allow you to roll your social as well. I'll probably would just make a dog's breakfast out of it, but I'll try my college bet. Fraser speaks a more academic imp. So I rolled a nine plus a five is fourteen. Yeah, you speak uh, imp. That's, that's enough for an audacious check. So yes, you you speak imp. I couldn't get past yo yo. That's that's all I heard. I also speak limp because a punk shot me in the hip in a convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> is there any chance of a point for that pun? There is uh, a definite chance for that. That's actually worth five reputation points. Redeem myself for cheating earlier. Yes, you guys, are, <laughs> you guys are up to 47 now. I thought you were making a Limp biscuit reference. <laughs> are you wedding imps? Are your biscuit limps? Sorry. There goes our points. <laughs> uh, that You guys have now gone down two for that when you guys are at 45. I apologize. Well, you sons of bitches, we're here trying to get married, trying to crash the party, you know? We'll take on anyone and everyone. We're here to attack and kill anybody for ruining our wedding. The imps say in return, even though you're being ever so nice to them. Oh, so that's what's good. We we didn't mean to crash anybody's wedding, but this is my house. Phrase, all your highfalutin phrases aren't working. What do you think I should tell these imps? Uh, fine, fine. Uh, sorry, sorry, Dad. Uh, tell them that they can find another place to have their wedding. I mean, if they don't like it, they can lump it. <coughs> I translate that into imp. That uh, you have to find another place to have your wedding or else you can hump it. They are offended by that, and they... <laughs> but, an, but an impish hump it sounds much worse. <laughs> We were brought through this portal as we were having our wedding. You guys ruined our wedding. And they lash out to attack both of you. Not in the face. I close the door. You close the door before they can attack. They're attempting to break it down. With that, we're going to head down to the other bathroom. And Daphne has now opened the door. Kill him, Rhino. Kill him. 
Rhino takes one shot and immediately kills the first one out. <laughs> There's <laughs> a big hole in Fraser's wall. Niles gulps and and does one of the finger stretching his collar things at the sight of that. It appears that there's, there's still the second emperor. Are you going to continue to let that fly around, or are you guys going to do something about it? Uh, Daphne's going to try to jump on it and, and like wrestle it to the ground. The streets of Sussex are littered with imps. Get over here! How big are these imps? They are about four feet tall flying around, and as you shoot you shoot it, it bursts into a confetti of flowers and lands on the ground. That's nice. Oh, how pretty. Roz, what are you doing in the bathroom there? I was going to say Roz comes out, and she's like, what the hell is going on here? I'm just shooting my load, young lady, and you know, just killing things. <laughs> I'm reloading now. She tries to help Daphne. Alright, with that, we'll, you're just going to stand and, and kind of assist Daphne in case she needs it. Then we will go to back to Martin and Fraser in the, the bathroom. What are you guys doing? They're starting to scratch down the, the door and try to break through it. I think our communication is broken down, Fraser. It's time to do it like we did in the old days. And I cocked my revolver. And what was that, Dad? I cocked my revolver, Fraser. Didn't you see? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's shoot some imp. I try to... Uh, I try to, can I see through any cracks in the door that they've made to shoot, or am I just shooting blindly? Uh, yeah, say at this time, since it's taking you guys this long, uh, they've created at least one hole in Daphne's bathroom door. You can kind of maneuver around with your cane, use it for balance, and you can okay, kind of yeah. see inside, see one of them I kind of at limp the door scratching. I up into the, and I go, here's Marty, and I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I sh- shoot. I have uh, I have some kind of headshot ability, I believe. Once per encounter. So roll 3d10, and you're going to keep the highest two. Any dice resulting in a one or two is a miss. 3d10, you say. Okay. I rolled a three, a four, and a six. Not good. But- so ten points of damage. You shoot this thing in the chest, and it collapses to the ground. All I wanted to do was get married. You asshole. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> There's been an officer involved shooting. Martin's been placed on administrative leave. <laughs> it is dead on the ground there. Headshot's not literally always a headshot then, right? Yeah, you shot it in the head, but it's it's an imp, you know, and it manages to get out these last fiendish words before it explodes into a ball of flowers in the bathroom. Whew, that's so unpleasant. To shoot him in the head, and then he says stuff. But yeah, okay, that's awesome. That is flowers, though. Afterwards, I definitely like that a lot. You probably never seen a crime scene like that, right, Joe? Uh, no, never seen a flower-based crime scene at all. You no know, bones and organs tend to explode out of people when they blow up. <laughs> <laughs> so when the imp's uh, head explodes like that, as a detective, I just say he must have been a florist. Oh, wait, it's a she. She must have been a florist. I keep forgetting. These imps look masculine. I just shot a woman. This is horrible. On her wedding day. <laughs> it's it's an imp. It's an imp. <laughs> On her wedding day, I shot a bride. Do I then sh- shoot the other one? No, that's your action. Fraser. you now see the next one creating a bigger hole in the door. Seems even more pissed that you killed her friend she was going to get married well, that was a colossal mistake on their part, because now it's time to bring the crane. 
I pull out my umbrella again and uh, attack the remaining imp. I'm listening. You brought your reputation back up to 47. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and attack. Okay. (laughs) Why is everybody laughing? Uh, God. As you critically fail and jab your umbrella in there, it completely misses. And the imp grabs onto the umbrella and slams your face against the door. Uh, causing you three points of damage. Oh, my radio face! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not great. (laughs) That's your turn. We're going to go back over to the living room as uh, you see Rhino line up for a second shot and he completely kills the second imp as it exits the bathroom and explodes. (laughs) He's a machine. I'd hate to get on his bad side, Niles. Jolly good. That was... High class fun. Any more games to play? Uh, I'm afraid we're out of imps, Rhino, but don't you want to just unload five or six more rounds into the wall? <laughs> yes, what, what would you have me shoot in this this apartment here, you know? How about on the balcony? We can shoot at the Space Needle. <laughs> Sounds like a blasted good idea. Rich people can do whatever they want. <laughs> Is Allison in the bathroom this whole time? Uh, yeah, she's still in the bathroom at... No, I don't really know what she's doing in there. She was struck by a bullet that went through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roz, I see you moved yourself into the hallway. Are you doing anything else in the hallway? No, she just she witnessed the the um, the shooting. And does she say anything to Rhino as he exits? Well, yeah, she follows him out. She follows him out to the balcony. She's turned on by this, obviously, and. <laughs> <laughs> By this show of masculinity. <laughs> the confedication of the uh, of the imps. She thinks the flowers are for her. And um, she follows them onto the balcony to watch them shoot. Oh, hello, young lady. Would you like to see my, my gun, you know, shoot a couple rounds off? You're me. really good at that. I'd like to see more. Uh, Roz continues to seduce while Allison is away. And we'll head back to the bathroom where... Uh, one imp is left alive, and Martin and Frazier are in the midst of battle. Uh, Frazier is blocking the door, Martin, so... Out of the way, Frage! I can't! My manhood! Ugh. I kind of uh, try to jostle him with my cane in one hand out of the way, and then <laughs> and then uh, blast you know through a hole in the door at the last imp. Yeah, give me a dexterity check to maneuver yourself around him to get this shot. So roll a d10 and add your dexterity, which is three. Dad, if you end up shooting me in the hip, I'm going to be extremely put out. I rolled a nine plus three is 12. That's great. Yeah, easy enough. You... You just see that he's still holding on to his umbrella for some reason, and you knock it knock it out of his hands, and he falls away backwards, losing his grip, and you have a clean shot on this imp in front of you. Go ahead and roll damage if you're going to fire again. Yeah, the imp explodes. No, I was also going to get married, you son of a bitch. Not today. <laughs> and burst into flowers in the bathroom. You have killed all of the imps. This is the best episode of Frasier ever. (laughs) (laughs) As you all go back into the living room to reconvene to enjoy your dinner, the plumber also comes out. Allison comes out of the bathroom. The meal's on a table. Rhino looks at you, Frasier. I've done some traveling around the world, and 
This is not normal. None of this is normal. Uh, not normal? No, you... Something's going on here, and I demand that you tell me what is going on. Your wife has IBS. She was in the bloody bathroom for 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, with the damn imps, there's obviously some evil here. If you ever wish on to be on the Seattle Arts Board, Frasier or Niles, you will immediately tell me what is going on. Everyone roll an intelligence check. Gotcha. All right, we'll come clean. The bathroom's broken. <laughs> Ten, baby. I'm rolling like crazy on this one. Critical success, baby. With that, unless anyone else rolls a critical success, Martin, being a police officer, you've been known to detect things from time to time. You were starting to put all these clues together, the new people coming into the apartment, the imps starting as people enter and leave, and BB and Allison, and Rhino, and the plumber. What the hell's going on? One of these people is the source of all this corruption and evil that's going on inside the apartment. You have to make a choice. Is it the plumber? Is it BB and Glazer? Is it Rhino and Allison? Make a choice, but kind of walk me through how you're getting to this conclusion. I mean, remind me if, if, I'm, if I'm incorrect here, but the imps started coming right after the plumber started working with that emerald thing right actually we had a problem with the bathroom before him we called the plumber the plumber came and he had and he used the emerald thing that actually stopped the imps is that correct uh that is correct but the plumber's wrench stopped the portal right as you look into these other bathrooms there are still portals open in the other two bathrooms the plumber goes into the one that he can kind of see by the guest ra- bathroom and hits the pipe and closes that one as well with his emerald wrench right sorry about all that let me let me try to fix these pipes over here. Is there any more areas I need to fix the pipes at? Yes, close all the portals. Uh, if I may ask uh, the masked plumber, what exactly causes these sort of uh, imp portals into your to- into people's toilets? Putting paper towels down the drain. <laughs> some uh, some foul demonology coming out of someone's bum, or maybe the presence of an evil person. Uh, I mean, there's shit monsters all over the world, you know? The world's kind of shit from our perspective, so... It, it could be any number of things, you know? All I know is my rich fix it. Did you say evil person? Or we all say in unison, BB. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, everybody, it's uh, hard. You think I'm the source of all this evil? No, I wouldn't dream it. I just want to smoke. I actually want to stop smoking so I can be with my rich husband. And I can, I can see his big bank account next to my face. A likely story. Have an imps attack us. That's a right distraction. Give you the opportunity to smoke. No, I'm going to say at this point, if you're going to start accusing people, you have to pick one as a group and kind of go with it. Oh, sorry. Uh, Martin, you wish accusing somebody. I got to blame myself. Every time I ate a cigarette, an imp showed up. <laughs> well, Dad, that's, that's, you know, that, that's pretty typical you. So what do you think, Frage? But as a, as a psychoanalyst... I can honestly say that there is one person here who uh, is glaringly obvious that they are um, connected to this uh, dark power more than almost anybody else. Don't say Eddie. (laughs) No, Dad, it's not Eddie. And Fraser looks right at Allison. There's only one person here who has gone into one of my toilets and not been attacked. Mm. And that's you, Allison. If you're, if, if you're going to accuse my wife, then you're definitely accusing me of the same thing. Have at you, you fool. 
Uh, is he pulling his gun on me? Uh, Rhino, if, if you're accusing him, then Rhino turns his blazing eye at Niles. I will not hide my knowledge any longer. You are the man who laid hands upon my wife and jammed a stake into my heart of marriage. Well, no, I don't think it was a stake. It was... Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. <laughs> the walls of the apartment explode in every direction, revealing empty blackness that stretches into infinity. The air is suddenly humid. The floor is covered in dense foliage. You hear jungle birds in every direction. The plumber, Bibi, and Allison are all gone. There are only the players and Rhino now that appear. Literally, that Rhino now appears ten foot tall Rhino with a gun where his horns should be. If you want her, you'll have to fight me for her. That's okay. You you can have her. It looks like Rocksteady from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, everyone, go ahead and roll initiative for me one last final time. So be it. Daphne rolled a six. I rolled a one. I rolled a seven. Seven. Uh, Niles got an eight. Roz, quickly, use your sexuality. <laughs> All right, Niles, you're up first. What do you do? You have this giant rhino in front of you with a, a gun horn. Uh, I'm going to cower behind Daphne. <laughs> Showcase your spelling. Good choice, Miles. It just seems like in character for him. I, I do have a credit card. I was thinking of some kind of pun about uh, stopping a rhino from charging, but I just can't make the pieces fit. <laughs> that's also in character for Niles. But yeah. that's, that's really, really good. So you're just cowering, that's all you're going to do? I guess I'll, it's time to summon Maris, then. You can summon Maris? Oh, God. We've never seen Maris, right? No one no one has. All right, so roll your three uh, 3d10 and keep the two highest for damage to him, for, to the rhino. How do you summon Maris? Can I just say, Maris? And then she appears. Uh, the spectral <laughs> image of Maris appears and floats in in front of uh, Rhino. It then lets out a loud screech like a banshee and just screams in front of his face. You can see the Rhino is stunned in fear. Uh, his head's kind of swirling. No, no, no. That, Fraser, Fraser immediately like turns to all the other players and goes, Avert your eyes. Look at them. Avert your eyes. Don't look at them. Don't look at Maris. <laughs> she looks good. It's the least pale I've ever seen her. <laughs> Rhino takes 19 points of damage from the scream and is stunned. Uh, next up is Roz. What do you do? Can I use my cough button? I think you would wait until like he you save your action till he rolled, and then use the cough button. Oh, like in radio Ow. where you hit cough. If you want to use that, then we, I can hold it until it's his turn. But he's stunned for a round, so um, you go before him again if you want to hold that until his next turn where he's not stunned. Can I try to hit him with my Seattle Broadcast Award? <laughs> uh, of course, roll a two d ten. Keep the highest one for nine points of damage. Good job. Uh, do you say anything as you smack him over the head with this giant award, or the award in your hand? Nice party, Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Roz throws her sea beat, smashes the rhino on the head, and then somehow magically flies back and lands back in her hands. She stands there ready for battle in front of him. Next up is Fraser Crane. What are you doing? Uh, Fraser's eyes turn completely white and electricity seems to flow out from them. I have transformed into Psychic Fraser. Transformed into what now? Psychic Fraser. His Oxfords lift off the ground of the uh, formless black void. His, uh, his fingers are spread out. 
I give an attack using intelligence. So roll through 3d10, keep the two highest, and add your intelligence modifier on it. And also add an extra three damage on top of that. So that would be 22 damage, or actually 26 damage that you just did. But you have to give me an insight onto his his mind on, and what that's doing. Rhino, I know why you do what it is you do. You uh, lash out at harmless animals and uh, take trophies in far-off lands because you're afraid. It's fear that drives you. Fear that uh, mistakenly uh, makes you land uh, uh, beautiful uh, women, treating them like trophies, and then when they abandon you, uh, then you lash out at anything else that seems a target because your main fear is abandonment. You're, you've been abandoned by your god, and there, and you think that here in this formless void that you are safe, when in fact you are surrounded by nothing but uh, positive energy and the greatest foes you've ever faced yourself. No, no. <laughs> I have my money, my precious money. <laughs> I love that. It does not abandon me. <laughs> His head wrenches back from side to side as he takes these 26 points of damage. He still remains stunned in place. Daphne, you are up next. If somebody else, if Daphne hits him, then increase the damage by three. Okay. Daphne, you are up. Daphne approaches this large, rock steady esque figure and is going to use her bone crack ability. <laughs> I learned about the dark arts of physical therapy from the queen herself. Get over here. And I uh, start doing the opposite of what they do in a chiropractor appointment. I'm actually, I'm cracking his back, but like in, in a, but aligning it in poor positions, <laughs> making his spine into a question mark. And it says, I crack the target spine, dealing uh, roll three dice, keep two damage and I lower their next roll by one dice. You're gonna add plus three onto your damage because of what Fraser did as well. Gotcha. So it's gonna be 16. Yep, 16 plus three for 19 points of damage. Yeah, you get on top of them and just start working that spine. You can hear things cracking when they shouldn't be cracking. You can see Daphne going, Oh, quit being such a baby, Rono. She's going way too deep on this uh, back cracking and, <laughs> and fucking his back right up. You'll feel better in the morning. Uh, so he has minus one d10 to his rolls as well. All right, next up, Martin, you are there, the rhino. Uh, you see Daphne on top of the rhino's back. What are you doing? Daphne's on top of rhino's back. Can I get a clear shot at his at the gun hand uh, with my pistol? His gun is now his horn, so he doesn't have a gun. He's a full-size rhino now. He's got a horn gun, so where a rhino's horn would be is now a large rifle. Well, that's a pretty obvious phallic symbol. (laughs) I'm going to shoot him in the wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to give you, since you're shooting him in the wiener, an extra D10 of damage. So go ahead and roll four (laughs) D10 and keep two. An eight and a four for 12 points of damage, plus three from being psychically attacked by Frazier. 17, and it's back up to the top of the order with Niles going. Can I send Eddie in also to attack? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Eddie goes in and latches on 
to this thing's ear. He, you see him run. He jumps off one of the legs, jumps off the face, and goes for a skull attack and bites onto one of the ears and is like pulling and yanking it to the side. Get him, Eddie. Give me a D10 worth of damage. Come on, Eddie. Eddie's having trouble with his paws. Hold on. <laughs> Eddie, rolled a nine. Plus three from Fraser brings it up to a 12. Arf, 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 arf. He's, he's looking, he's looking bloody. Way to go, Eddie. You've bloodied him. Niles, you were still cowering behind members of your party. What do you do this turn? Uh, I'm going to summon Baby, which is Niles' pet bird, <laughs> and have it do the fighting for me. <laughs> well, I think there's certain conditions with that, right? So, all right, you have to roll 3d10 and you can't get a one or else he attacks, Baby attacks you. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gets confused and latches onto my own head. So go ahead and roll your 3d10. That's fantastic. Oh, no, you do. You rolled a 10 plus the 3. That's 13 points of damage. BB goes and starts pecking on the other side of his face that Eddie's not attacking. Baby, not not to be confused with uh, Fraser's agent. Yeah, sorry, baby, yes. <laughs> Next up in the order that is Roz. What are you doing? Can I use my 8 feet of rope to try and lasso his phallic horn? <laughs> and then pull and pull him to the ground. Yeah, go ahead and give me a give me a damage check, and then add your strength modifier on top of that. Okay, so nine, nine total, and he's gonna roll against you and add his strength modifier. No, you beat him by one. Ooh, nice. She's done it before. Nobody beats Roz to a phallus. <laughs> you got him. Laws lassos him and starts pulling down and pulling his head to the side. The, the gun is not currently aligned with any of you. It's going to take him. He's going to be a disadvantage to try to shoot any of you. So he's going to try to shoot, but he'll take the lower damage roll of that. Next up is Fraser. What do you do? Fraser, uh, his his mullet flowing uh, like <laughs> tendrils behind him. Uh, he soars into the air, grabs his umbrella, and tries to bring it crashing down on the... Uh, the, the the horn gun, now that it's in within reach. I rolled another one, didn't I? No, that's a five. Plus three, that's eight points of damage. Next up is Rhino. And Rhino comes out of the stun. He's super pissed. Where is that fool who stole, tried to break my marriage? Where are you, you piece of shit? Nobody tell him. <laughs> He is going to charge in the direction where he last saw Niles. Niles, who are you hiding behind? Daphne. Daphne, you see a rhino coming towards both of you. You, uh, Both of you take 13 points of damage as you were run over by rhino. That's nothing. I grew up with eight brothers. (laughs) The cannon callbacks are are blowing my mind. (laughs) Me brother Simon was a particular devil. (laughs) Rhino is going to roll at disadvantage to try to shoot you. So taking the lowest of those, that's four more points of damage to Niles as he nudges the gun close to you and fires. Even though Roz is pulling, he's so close at this point that he does four points of damage to you, Niles. Plus 13, so 17 points of damage to you this round. Uh, Daphne, you've taken 13 points of damage. Uh, Next up in the order is Daphne. Now that you've just been run over by a Rhino, what are you doing? I look... And I see uh, that Niles is wearing this damage 
a lot worse. You can see he's almost choking back tears. Dr. Crane, don't worry about it here. Lay back, let me give you a nice massage. It'll be very therapeutic. And I'm gonna use my massage ability, which heals the target for 3k1. So roll 3d10 and then add your wisdom modifier as well. Keep the highest one. Seven. So seven. There you go. I know you don't think us physical therapists are doctors, but I think you'll agree. These results speak for themselves. And a final back crack happens. And you receive 11 points of healing, Niles. Next up, Martin. Ingrate. <laughs> so does, not, does Niles fight with a disadvantage since he can't uh, stand up all the way now? So he's standing up, just not in the way he likes to be standing up right now. <laughs> okay. Niles. <laughs> Dad, take your gun and shoot him. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him in the head. Rhino, not Niles. <laughs> Eddie, uh, here it comes. Headshot. Roll 3d10. Keep the two highest damage. Eight plus two is ten. So you miss on ones and twos. You roll two twos. Yes. So eight points of damage plus the three from Frazier makes it eleven. Take that, you dumb rhino. Fuck you, you old piece of shit. (laughs) Eddie, attack. (laughs) Eddie's hanging from one of his ears, so what are you having Eddie do? Jump harder. (laughs) Roll an extra d10 for damage. Eat his ear. (laughs) Do it, Eddie. Six. This is the greatest game ever invented. (laughs) So nine damage to his ear. He's looking at about a quarter of the health that he originally started at, so he's he's right and fucked up. This is one tough rhino. Niles, it is up to you now. You've just been shot in the stomach by this rhino with his horn, and you were then healed by Daphne. What are you doing now? Yeah, Niles is uh, invigorated by uh, the the mere touch of uh, Daphne, so I'm gonna I'm gonna attack with the uh, fencing foil. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, you roll a five, and then you are going to add three to that because of Frazier. You lance him straight across, right straight in the mouth as he's trying to attempt to bite you uh, and shove it up into his upper roof of his mouth, and he recoils away from you. Take that. <laughs> I got nothing. Sorry. Niles, I have to admit, that was pretty fucking sick. <laughs> Roz, you have a hold of... The horn. If you want to keep holding, it's going to continue to give disadvantage. But if you don't move, I'll allow you to do something else, some sort of action. Uh, you still have your your CB in, in one of your hands as you're holding onto this rope. Yeah, can I keep holding onto the rope and then use my CB again to throw? Uh, yeah, go, go ahead and roll 2d10 and take the higher number. A critical hit. Do it, Roz. Go ahead and roll another d10 on top of that. Imagine that gun horn is literally any other man's ego. Can I use my man-eater? Whenever she crits against a male target. That's it. It is a male target, so go ahead and you can use man-eater. What are you going to have him do? Rolling a a crit against a male target will make him obey you for one turn. So I'm going to... Ask if he's single. (laughs) Ask if he's free. Um... Get him to syndicate my show. (laughs) Put the cranes on the artboard. Boom! Thank you, Niles. Finally, (laughs) doing something to contribute to this mighty battle. (laughs) Okay, Rhino, you're gonna syndicate our show forever. 
I'm not the boss at the radio station, but I'll give him <laughs> enough money to do whatever the hell it is that he needs to do to get you guys syndicated. Oh, just please put me out of my misery quickly and I'll do it. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it ever takes from you, Ross. <laughs> You can tell, like, the weakened state that he is, that he's going to uphold his end of the bargain and get you guys syndicated. Yes. He's going to pay whatever money he needs to do so. But he's still violent, and he's still trying to attack Niles in front of him, since he's the one who made out with his wife. Fraser. it is now up to you. Are you going to defend your brother's life? Uh, um, <laughs> well, um... So here's Fraser. He's like his golden light mullet flashing behind him, and he's he's like his eyes turn completely white and crackling. He's like, well, yes. And with that, he like he takes a like the 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 television show goes into slow motion. His 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 arms and hands fly upwards on his side. His knee raises up almost into his chest. The other one straightens down, pointing straight straight into the earth, and he does a crane kick. Uh, I'm adding plus five to your guys' reputation for that crane kick, and go ahead and roll your damage for that. Okay, so I just did uh, four points of damage. Oh, uh, seven points of damage. You do your crane kick and slam his jaw upwards, hitting his face up and almost having him do a backflip up, but he's able to maintain his balance and come back down, now snarling in front of uh, Niles and Daphne almost even more pissed off than he was before. You've now caught his ire, Fraser, and he is going to trample... I just promised to give you your goddamn show and you kick me in the goddamn mouth? And he's going to charge at you doing 2d10 worth of damage. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, he does 15 points of damage and he crits, so he's going to roll another d10. He does 20 points of damage towards you, to you, Fraser. That sucks, but I'm still alive. He's going to then go back, but now I'll finish off your stupid brother. And he is going to shoot a disadvantage towards Niles due to Roz holding the gun. So those crits are going to miss. And he wings you barely in one of your arms, Niles, and you take two points of damage. He's then going to end his turn just snarling down on top of you, Fraser. And Daphne, you are up. We're going to say I never stopped massaging him from last turn. <laughs> He's still down. So maybe Niles is in such bliss that he doesn't realize that he just got grazed by a bullet. <laughs> Dr. Crane, you're so full of stress. And I'm going to use my deep tissue ability. It'll increase Niles' flexibility, giving him one dice of damage resistance for the entire encounter. Okay. Oh, you're so full of stress. Let me show you this technique I learned in masseuse school. It'll help you release the stress. I call it the full release. The full <laughs> release massage. And all the sexual innuendo. I'm looking at, why is your face turning so red, Dr. Crane? Uh, w well, I see why they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why we're laughing. <laughs> Daphne, can you give me a wisdom check to see if you notice anything? I rolled a two plus four, so I rolled a six. Uh, yeah, that's enough. You start to see a, a small pool forming in Niles' pants. <laughs> oh, 
that bullet must have grazed you in, in the nether regions. Don't worry, <laughs> Dr. Crane, discretion. <laughs> I'm restrained by HIPAA laws, so don't worry, I won't tell you your brother. Give me a bandage. Martin, with your son fully... Oh no, Niles has been hit. <laughs> with your son fully embarrassing himself in front of a woman, what are you doing? Niles! This is worse than taking one in the hip. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened to me. <laughs> Which happened to you at a convenience store, if I, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, it was a young punk. Can I step in to, uh, to block the view to lessen the embarrassment somehow? Yes, you can. So you position yourself in front of them. What do you do now? After all of this, after all of this fighting, can I now flash my badge? <laughs> I forgot to tell you, I I used to be a cop. You're under arrest. <laughs> Citizen's arrest. Give up now. And drop your horn. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I have money. I can buy cops. <laughs> Eddie, attack. I shoot again. Roll damage for you and Eddie. Roll another D10 for Edward. Three plus three, six. So 21, and then the seven minus that. Uh, yeah, he's looking on death's door right now. The bullet hits him right on the left side of his head, taking off his ear where Baby was attacking, and Baby's just getting deeper in there with, with her pecs. <laughs> <laughs> Worming in there like that creature from friggin' uh, Star Trek too. Yeah, and then Eddie Eddie's pulling down, and he rips off his other ear, so now it's a... Uh, an earless rhino, and Eddie starts going back in for his his next round of attacks. Niles, you are now up. I think after the uh, embarrassment of of coming in his pants and <laughs> subsequently having his elderly dad step in front of him um, <laughs> to disguise it in front of the woman he loves, uh, it might be time for group therapy, which uh, heals the entire group. Holy shit! Really? You could do that? Yeah. So you're going to heal the entire group, so roll your 2d10 plus 1 and add your intelligence modifier. Sorry, 2d10 and keep 1 plus your intelligence modifier. Okay, 10 plus uh, 5, yeah. You did a crit, so go ahead and roll another d10 on top of that. Nice. 23 points of healing to everybody. And Niles, how do you do group therapy to everybody? What do you, what do you say to get inspire them and get them healed up? All right, everyone, I want you to focus... We've just encountered a powerful enemy and, and did a ton of damage, and let's all forget about what just happened in my pants. Niles, done and done. The group therapy of redirecting the attention away from the stain in his pants and onto the almost dead rhino is enough to heal you all and get you all focused on this last task. It's a perfectly acceptable reaction to a fine massage. <laughs> <laughs> Roz, you are up. Uh, okay. Finish him, Roz. Roz is going to use her CB since she didn't do it last turn to throw it at his head. Roz is accustomed to finishing off guys, so this is, <laughs> comes in completely appropriate as she dis deals the final blow to Rhino. As Rhino falls to the ground, his horn goes off, just starts shooting bullets in every random direction as he lays proned out on the floor. Lying injured on the forest floor, you see the world around you transforms from blackness into a jungle landscape. 
all these jungle animals begin coming out and around Rhino and looking at him pitifully. A few tigers, a few wolves, and they just latch onto him and they quickly pull him back into the darkness of the forest. You hear Rhino screaming as he's torn away from all of you. No, 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 my money. He's pulled off into the jungle, never to be seen again. Don't forget about the artboard. Roz, you see on the ground in front of you is Rhino's horn. You now have Rhino's horn as a weapon should we pick up this game in the future. As the blackness falls, you guys are back inside of Fraser's apartment. The plumber, BB, and Allison all look around confused. No longer seeing Rhino there, Allison turns to you guys and says, Thank God I signed that prenup. And that's where the episode will end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yay! Fantastic, Joe. That was amazing. That was incredible. It's my third favorite episode of Frasier. That was incredible. That was craziness, guys. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. That's the third episode I've ever watched of Frasier, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's all canon, you know? That, that Everything all like that happened in the episode. Uh, that's so amazing. You guys are all good. I want to thank all of my players for joining me. I had a wonderful time. I Hopefully you guys did and you're not lying to me. But let's go ahead and do some plugs. Jesse Egan, where can people find uh, you? People can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. And I thought you were terrific, Joe. Thanks a lot for hosting this. No, thank you for joining me. Uh, Damien Mercado, where can people find you? You can find me at Awful D&D, which is Awful Neutral's Twitter page. You can also find me at Dungeon Mercado, which is my own personal Twitter. And if you're looking for a funny podcast, check out Science Faction. It's a comedy science podcast where we round up the week's science news and present it to you with a topping of dick jokes. Sounds entertaining. And Caleb Cleveland, where can people find you? Hey, uh, you can find me at Caleb is Drawing on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Twitch, on all your friendly neighborhood social medias. And Lauren, do you wish for people to even find you, or you just want them to listen to this show more and see if you come on again next time? Yeah, li- keep listening. You cannot find me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to reach Lauren, just shoot her a tweet at Awful TNT. I'll find it. And what about you, Groobs? Do you want the fans to reach out to you, or you want them to reach out to you via Awful D&D as well? No, Groobs Brothers at uh, Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you again, uh, guys all again for joining me. To the listeners, thank you again for joining us. I hope you had a good time, and we'll see you next time, nerds. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Yay, thank Thanks, you. Joe. Bye. Bye. I am just tripping out watching Damien go from one box to the next box on my screen. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more than my brain can take, and it's very cool. I, that's all i got to say about that. I'm Freddy Cougar. I'm murdering everybody. That was so... Yeah, I just didn't expect that at all. Just For him to get up and then enter another window on the same... I was like, oh my god, this stuff works. <laughs> you can edit all that out. 
Damien. Why why would we want that? <laughs> this is just it's beautiful. <laughs>